All right, everyone, this is my first podcast, so welcome. I'm so excited about this because I'm walking into a different territory. And as I take this journey on a new territory, I'm excited that you are taking this journey with me. And so what we will be talking about today is people pleasing. Oops. Yep. I said it. People pleasing. So what is people pleasing? Like, what is this thing? You know, we always hear about it. We talk about it. We maybe have experienced it um, a lot in our lives. So what is people pleasing? So first, before I go into people pleasing, I want to actually talk about codependency just a little bit because codependency, basically people pleasing is codependency's child. <laughs> That's how I like to describe it. So let me talk about codependency really quickly, because if you suffer from people pleasing, you probably have some issues with codependency. So what is codependency? Codependency is literally in the unhealthy addiction to people, an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, a strong desire for approval, um, that is unhealthy and has an unhealthy attachment to another. And oftentimes it's probably someone who is in control, who possibly is a narcissist, but we're not going to go use that word all the time because that word gets used a lot. And a lot of times we are overusing that word and we're actually talking about people who are broken, but we're talking about people pleasing today. So that's for another episode. So you kind of hear what codependency is. And the reason why I say codependency is the mother of people pleasing, because when you think about codependency, it branches off into this space. So codependency had three children. Codependency had people pleasing. Codependency had a fixer and it had the savior complex. So codependency is the mom and those are her three children. And one thing about family, when you think about family, remember when you mess with one, you, you, you kind of get all of them, right? So when you dabble into people pleasing, you're absolutely going to dabble into a little bit of fixer and savior complex, as well as you may be dealing with codependency altogether. So when we think about people pleasing, I know a lot of people kind of suffer from that, like, man, you know, I really want that approval. I really want that. Okay. I really want that. Hey, how are you doing? You know, um, um, or, or, or not really how you're doing, but Hey, you know, you're doing a good job and oh, pat on the back or you're so kind. You're so sweet. Every time I need you, you're there, those types of things. But what is the underlining piece of codependent? I mean, I'm sorry, of people pleasing. So when we think about people pleasing, some, this is, uh, some of the attributes of someone who is a people pleaser so I wanted to break that down because you need to know what what it actually is so you can figure out if it's actually you so people pleasing can um, be someone who agrees with everyone so no matter who comes to them whether they halfway agree 10% agree 90% they're going to be like oh yeah I'm the yes man oh yeah that's a good idea oh yeah you know they shouldn't have treated you like that oh yeah you should have went off on them oh yeah if I were you I would have did it this way this and this so it's that agreeable person it's always going to be your yes person so if that is you pay attention the other person is always apologizing for things that are not their fault so they're always saying, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. Or you find them apologizing for things that sh they shouldn't even apologize for. So that is part of people pleasing. Um, the other piece is not being able to say no. Yes. How many people have an issue with saying no? And, and it's funny because it's not the fact that you say no, but do you mean your no? 
How many times have you said no and then you went back because you felt bad? Yeah, that's that's people pleasing. <laughs> yes, that is people pleasing. So when you say no and then you go back on your no, that is still people pleasing. Or if you just have trouble altogether saying no, people pleasing here, right? So changing your personality depending on who's around. That's people pleasing. So when you try to blend in or be a chameleon to your background and your environment. So if you're around your friends, you get hype, you get all, you know, you blend in with them. You blend in with uh, if you're in church, you blend in in that crowd. If you blend in at home, you blend. You just blend in. There's never not necessarily a set you. Everyone sees this different piece depending on what environment you're in. Now, keep in mind. This is probably something that people do, but when you see yourself constantly blending in and you're afraid of two environments meeting each other because you don't know how to act or how to be yourself, that is probably a sign of people pleasing. The other piece is your worth depends on um, uh, others and how others see you. Yes. So always seeking validation from others. So when you're doing um, activities, when you're doing projects, when you're doing speaking engagements, when you always have to get those pat on the backs, it almost kind of looks like too, when you're posting on Facebook or Twitter, or you're uh, posting on TikTok or um, posting on Instagram, you're constantly waiting for those likes to see if someone's going to like it, to see if how many people are going to like it and who liked it and making sure that these people like what you do. And so it's, it sounds like really bad, right? It sounds really bad, but there's a lot of people who suffer with it. And honestly, I'm going to be a little transparent. You know, for a while, I suffered through people pleasing. Um, I suffered through that space of trying to um, make sure that everybody was happy while I suffered in silence. It was almost like being trapped in someone else's body and that real you wanted to scream out and say, I just wanna be me. I just wanna be me, I just wanna be authentically me, but I'm afraid that if I'm authentically me, I will suffer rejection. I will suffer abandonment or no one's going to like me or I'm going to be alone. Yes, so that is one thing, and I'ma just be transparent because that's just who I am. That is something that I suffered through. And you know, it took years and years of me really diving into that piece and saying, hey, I can't do this, like this ain't right. So last year I actually did a um, Bible study on people pleasing. And so I looked up some scriptures um, on a online website. And one of the scriptures that came up was Galatians 1 and 10. And it says, for do I know, I'm sorry, for, uh, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant, servant of Christ. This scripture was like huge to me. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. This was, I'm pretty sure, Paul speaking here, and he really made a good point. Like, am I trying to persuade men to believe who I am, or am I trying to please God and make sure that I get Hey, good and faithful, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Which person, am, who am I trying to please here? Because if I seek to please men, am I really seeking to please Christ? You can't do both. 
You can't do both. So it's either you're going to make up in your mind that I am going to please God and give God my best, my all, or you're going to perform. Now this is good. Or we're going to perform it out. Are we here to perform or are we here to please God? Really ask ask yourself that question and sit with it for a second. Do I perform in front of people or am I trying to please God? Now, one one thing about performing um, for people is that you have to realize people are never satisfied. People will never be satisfied. If you give them a candy bar, they're probably going to hope that you buy them another one, right? Um, If you get a degree, you probably are going to try to reach for another one, right? If you get a raise, you're trying to figure out how you can make even more money. So people are constantly waiting for the what's next. We are never satisfied. How many times have we bought that amazing dress, that amazing outfit, and my, and I mean, we looking fly, right? But now that we get that um, that praise that, oh, you look good, or hey, you looking real good, look at you. Now we are trying to figure out what else can I buy to keep up this status, okay? And so we are never satisfied as people. So when you people please, You literally are putting all your effort into meeting someone's standard at at that moment and then consistently meeting their standards when they raise them. Will you ever be satisfied with just you and who you are? So really think about when you are doing the things on this uh, on this earth. Are we seeking to please men? Are we seeking to please our pastors? Are we seeking to please um, the audience, the crowd? Are we seeking to please our friends, our 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 uh, parents, our biological parents? Are we seeking to please cousins? Are we seeking to please um, our school teachers? Who are we seeking to please? And the real question is why. Why are we seeking to please these people? And the real root of it is voids. A lot of people are people pleasing because they have a void in their life. There is a void that they are missing and they're trying to fill it by getting validation. Okay, so that is huge right there. And I need you to take that in. What voids are missing in your life? Were basically like as a child, were you um, missing that? Hey, good job. Were you missing that? Hey, you look beautiful. Were you missing that? Hey, you look really handsome. Were you missing that you were smart? You you are capable. You are loved. Were you missing that nurturing? Were you missing safety and security? What were you missing? And one thing I actually wrote down in um, my journal, and I'm going to get it out here. Um, I was writing this in church yesterday, and I thought this was like so big, right? I wrote this down. It says, seeking validation from broken people will only validate what's broken in you. Seeking validation from broken people will only validate what's broken in you. And so when we think about people pleasing, so when you seek that validation from someone who is broken, because most likely you are, right? 
Most likely you are seeking validation from someone else who has some broken pieces in them. You're only going to get validation of what's broken in you. And what's going to happen is you're going to have to please even more and work even harder to get to that point. And that's why I think the word mentions um, almost people pleasing as, as idol worship. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? The word mentions people pleasing as idol worship. Why? Why does it mention idol worship like that? Um, basically, people pleasing is idol worship because it says, what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? For what is it a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What are we doing here when we people please? Are we trying to gain something while we lose our soul? And remember, when we talk about soul, we're talking about your will, your mind, and your emotion. When you people please, you lose your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you pretty much exchange that to get validation from people. To profit the world, to profit the world is when I think about profit, profiting the world, I think about people who um, basically are looking to gain something from people. Now, is it okay to want to seek more money? Is it okay to want to get a status and things of that nature? Yes, absolutely. But it turns to a toxic point of view when you begin to lose yourself and lose your identity and when you lose the vision of your assignment here on earth. When you start to lose focus, you have lost the battle and you're losing the assignment. Okay, so I thought that was like huge and very profound there. And the other piece that was like big to me, um, people pleasing is pretty much idol worship. Can you imagine that every time you and this is what I thought of it? I thought this was like so profound here. When I thought about people pleasing, I literally think about you making temples with uh people on pedestals in different temples and each time you try to seek to please someone you put someone in a temple in a pedestal and you bow down to them yes so each time you people please I want you to think of putting an idol up of that person and you worshiping them and we oftentimes think about the Israelites and we go like, how crazy? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you sit up there and worship a golden um, calf? Like, why would you worship this statue? Like, you have the true and living God. Like, he was like right there with you, like in this tabernacle. And he came as a, you know, like a cloud by a day and a fire by night for you guys. Like, how could you do that? Well, then you sit there and ask yourself that question. How can I put someone on a pedestal and they did not die for me? How can I seek to please someone who will never be satisfied? How can I seek to please someone and they didn't create me? They didn't give me life. So those are some very important questions to ask yourself. Um, another piece is, um, let me see here. Another piece is, is just thinking about the fear. 
right? There's a lot of fear with people pleasing. The fear of being alone and abandoned and rejected. So if I don't conform to this environment or to this this place or this this um, this this area, if I don't conform to this, then what will people think of me? Will they think less of me? Will they think that I am not good enough? Will they think that I'm not worthy enough? Will they think that I'm not capable? And we have to literally cast those thoughts out because people pleasing has a hint of anxiety in there. Yeah, I really think so. So people pleasing does have a hint of anxiety. And so when we think about people pleasing, what happens is the people pleaser ends up having a lack of self-care. You're so busy trying to run from here to there to make people smile, to make them be proud, to make them pat you on the back, that you are losing yourself in the midst of it. When you don't know who you are, when you're constantly trying to conform to everyone else's standard of what they want you to be, you begin to lose not even just who you are, but who God created you to be. And remember, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if we are fearfully and wonderfully wonderfully made and we're original, and we try to people please, that means that we are taking our originality and being a copycat of someone else. And so when we lose ourselves, we begin not to take care of ourselves. And when we don't really take care of ourselves, this is what happens. We lose focus on the assignment that God has given us. We begin to um, lack purpose and identity. We become hopeless, helpless, and then depression sets in. And that's what the enemy wants you to do, to be depressed. Because the more depressed you are, the less likely you will want to do what you're supposed to do. The other one is you begin to build up resentment. You begin to resent the people that you're around. So the people who you actually make idols out of, you end up resenting them. Because you're so tired of running from here to there to please them. And then they raise the bar. Now you have to meet that bar. And then they raise the bar. Now you have to meet that bar. And you become tired and you become you begin to resent them of who they are. And you begin to resent them for basically almost in your mind making you be this way. And remember, you have full control over it, but your mind will tell you it's their fault. It's their fault for doing it. And then you have the inability to enjoy yourself. You have the inability to really enjoy this life. Now, keep in mind, it's so funny when I read Ecclesiastics, I promise you, (laughs) when you start reading, you think everything is pretty much vanity. You're like, man, me just sitting here is vanity. My goodness. But really, God created all these wonderful things on this earth for a reason. And some of these things that he created is just for us to enjoy. How can we really enjoy our lives if we're running around trying to please other people who are broken? How can we really enjoy our life if we're trying to please people who who don't really care about our well-being? Or how are we really enjoying our lives when we're 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 trying to reach a certain standard or status with people who at this when they need you, they need you and then when they're done, they're on to the next. So if this is you, if this is you, if I'm speaking to you today, if I'm speaking you speaking to you today, how can we get out of it? Like, what do we need to do to get out of this rut? And one of the things we need to do is set boundaries. 
what boundaries can we set in order to get us out of this people-pleasing space? One of the boundaries is being able to say no. It's not a no, 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 no. So I don't want you to come out of here today saying, oh, everything's a no. It's a hard no for me. But really think about, is this what God called me to do? Am I, is this my lane I'm supposed to be in? What is my area? How much am I supposed to help? And how much am I supposed to go ahead and pass on? So every assignment isn't your assignment. So one of the things is building that relationship with God. So basically repenting from idol worship, repenting from people pleasing and really asking God to come into your heart and be and able to and be able to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Guide you on what is your assignment? What has God called you to do here on this earth? And ask God to realign you like a wheel alignment, you know, if you hit a whole bunch of potholes, it's going to um, mess up your alignment in your car. And so if you take the hands off the wheels, that car is going to swerve to the left or the right. And that's what happens when we people please, we hit a whole bunch of potholes and we begin to veer off the, the straight and narrow. And so asking God to realign us, realign us with his spirit, and help us to really take down those idols, to burn those idols, burn those temples that we have made of people who we thought were so important that we had to serve them because we had unfinished business with our traumatic childhood. The next thing is being able, like uh, going back to saying no, is being able, and that's part of saying no here, okay? So going back to saying no is knowing what your assignment is so you know, so you can have a healthy no. So a healthy no would be, hey, you know, I don't think I um, that is the job for me, but let me pass you on to someone else. Or maybe saying, hey, you know, actually I have something planned today. And even if your plan is to rest, you have something planned, it was to rest, okay? So that's all I have for you about people pleasing. And, and we may touch on this again, um, depending on if this is really like something that you guys are really like, hey, I really want to hear more about this because I literally did a whole Bible study uh, with myself on people pleasing because I really wanted to hear what the Lord had to say about people pleasing. So if this is something that you deal with, I need you to go ahead and go before the Lord first and ask him to lead and guide you and to repent for your ways. And sometimes we do things unknowingly. We don't do these things on purpose. Life happens and we end up getting on a, a, a road that we didn't plan on traveling. But ask the Lord to lead and guide you and to repent. And then really think about what voids in my life am I trying to fill by pleasing others? So once we do all those different things, I also think that if you have experienced any trauma or anything like that, you need to go ahead and find a therapist. Go find you a therapist. Yes, I heard, I said it. Yes, go find you a therapist. Go find you someone that can help you get to the root of the people pleasing so that we don't repeat behaviors. Remember, we go to the Lord first, but going to a therapist help us destroy those roots and it helps us find tools and uh, get tools on how to not repeat behaviors, okay? So that's all I have for you today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, 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 I need you to go ahead and subscribe. 
how do you do this? You either go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you um, have the app to listen to podcasts. And I need you to listen. I need you to go ahead and click the Lena Chapman podcast and go ahead and click subscribe. So that way we, you can, you can um, listen to more of um, this awesome downloads that God has given me about mental health and, 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 and randomness and all those different things. Okay. So how can you reach me? I can be reached at Lena Chapman, that's L-E-N-A-C-H-A-P as in Paul, M-A-N, at havenoflightcc.com. You can always email me there or you can find me on Instagram at the, T-H-E-E underscore saved underscore therapist or you can find me on Facebook because guess what my page is completely public and you can just find me by searching um, in the search box Lena Chapman so I'm excited about this new journey thank you for walking this journey with me and I'll talk to you soon